Chapter 21 of Secretary Hawkins in Cuba. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Secretary Hawkins in Cuba by Secretary Hawkins. The Passing of Diego. Life was growing very exciting. Indeed, at Villa Casanova, the story told by the lame man, Elam, added to our worries. His fright at the sight of the pirate prowling around in our library with a candlelight had all us guessing. Up to this time, all of us had thought it a person who was looking for something in a certain book in his library. But when I saw the look of fright on the lame man's face that night, as he caught sight of the apparition, my belief began to weaken. I wonder, I said to myself, whether this candlelight prowler is a living thing or not. Hawkins, said Doc Waters to me the following morning, after our lessons had been finished. You must continue to keep a close watch on Link. Things around here are beginning to make me terribly afraid. What, Doc? I said. You don't mean that you believe in spooks? No, said Doc. I don't. That's it. But whatever is going on is being done very cleverly. It seems that we can never get close to any of the strange sights we see. We will now, spoke up Lucio. There's a mystery here, to be sure, but I am bent on solving it. In fact, I think I shall make a visit to the plantation home of our overlord, Señor Rafael. It wouldn't hurt to look around a bit. Doc shook his head. I wouldn't let on to him that I suspected anything, said Duck. But shall we sit here and let things continue to go on as they have been? asked Lucio. Wait, said Duck. Wait until this afternoon, and we can all take a trip around the place. Better to go slow, Lucio. Gabriel appeared in the doorway. Excuse, please he said in his soft voice. I just come from the river. The men in the boat are scared, seniors. They say a curse will be upon the boat if he dies there. Dies? questioned Lucio. If who dies? Broken nose Diego, replied Gabriel. He is near the end, seniors. He cries out and fights something which he sees. But which we cannot see. It is terrible, seniors. Go back at once, Gabriel, ordered Lucio, and keep the men quiet. Tell them the doctor will arrive shortly and attend to Diego. Keep the men quiet by all means, Gabriel. Gabriel disappeared and Lucio turned to Dark Waters. I thought Broken Nose Diego would recover, he said. Doug was hurrying into his jacket as he replied. His is a strange case, 
I've been watching him daily ever since his scare on the wrecks of Casanova. I believe it has turned his mind. I'll go right now to see him. Then, as he reached the door, he turned and said, Perhaps it would be better to take him off the boat. Could we have a room for him here? Yes, of course, replied Lithia. It would be better to take him off the boat. The men are very superstitious. I'll have room prepared for him. Broken-nosed Diego had remained in his bank on board since the fatal night Pablo Saules had been shoved off the wrecks of Casanova. Whither they had gone together in search of Casanova's treasure. The accident to his shipmate had probably shocked him, so that he became a nervous wreck. At least, that was Dak's opinion. Several times Dak had tried to get from him some information about Pablo Salas, and where the latter had secured his information about the treasure. But always Diego had become terribly excited, and at last, thinking it would allow him to get over his strange illness if he could forget the whole business. Duck had decided not to ask Diego any more about it until he was well. But when they brought him to the villa that morning, I saw that Diego would never get well. There was a look on his face which I cannot describe. His hair, what little he had, was turned white, whereas when last I saw him, he had the blackest hair of any Spaniard. They carried him on his cut, four sailor men who had worked beside him, and put his bed in the little room at the end of the hall, on the second floor. Lucio met Doug at the door, as he followed the odd procession into the house. I gave him a sleeping powder, said Doug in a low voice. It was the only way to quiet him. He imagines the ghost of Casanova is still pursuing him. Poor fellow, said Lucio. We must try to put him on his feet, Dr. Waters. Doug shook his head. I am afraid we can't, he said. His course is nearly run, Lucio. Diego is booked for a passage on a longer voyage than he has ever had. Gabriel directed the placing of the cat and then sent the four sailors back to the boat. Link and I strolled outside. In fact, I had to lead Link out, for... He was so grieved over the condition of Diego that he wanted to stay and help to make him well. But I told him that Dak would see that Diego got all the attention he needed. And so we went out into the pure sunshine of the garden and I get Link's mind off of the affair by handing him a coconut and asking him to carve a monkey face on it for me to take home as a souvenir. That suited Link, and he started to work upon the net at once. Will Standish came over that afternoon and was eager to know all about the lame man, 
and whether or not he had come. And when I told him that he had arrived at the appointed time, I had to tell, of course, the whole story. Will was deeply interested in the whole thing and told me he wished it had been his good fortune to have been in my place waiting for the lame man that night. I had to laugh at that, but then Will Standish is a queer chap. He likes excitement and is afraid of nothing. That afternoon, Doug remained at the house to keep a watch on Diego, and Lucio went out to the plantation houses. He returned at six o'clock, and his first question was about Diego. He only awoke from his deep sleep an hour ago, said Doug. He seems to be no better. Lucio sat quietly standing the figure on the tile flooring. Then Doug asked, Did you talk to Raphael? He wasn't at the plantation, replied Lucio. The men there say he doesn't show up once a week. I'd like to know where he keeps himself. I'm afraid the sugar business will not be very much if he doesn't pay more attention to it. Duck grunted. So much the better, he said. I'm glad you didn't talk to him. It might have caused us more trouble. Lucio, I'm afraid of your stepbrother, Raphael. Oh, yes, sighed Lucio. He should be feared. That's true. But... I have an idea. Listen, what's that? Link had jumped from his chair. Dak and Lucio sat up. I was ready to run. Again came the shrill scream. Diego, whispered Dak, leaping for the stair. Come with me, Lucio. It's upon him again. Link began to tremble. I felt it as he grasped my arm and whispered, Hawkins, I took his hand and said, Don't worry, Link, I'm with you to the finish. He followed me, his hand in mine, and I followed Lucio's heels up the marble steps and down the hall into the end room where Diego lay. When Link and I entered the room, Dak was bending over the cat. Gabriel stood in attendance at the head while Lucio looked on from the opposite side. Diego's eyes were open wide, and he stared wildly at Dak. It's here, he whispered. It's come for me again. It won't let me rest. It got Pablo Saulas, but it wants me to. I'm going. I can't hold him off any longer. See? Be still said Dak in a soothing voice. We are your friends, Diego. We won't let anything hurt you. Come, get back and rest yourself. Diego smiled up at Dak. You're good, he said. You've tasted away every day, but you don't know what it is. The chart said it would haunt anyone who went after the treasure. Look, look there. He pointed a bony finger at the vacant space beside the bed. I really believe the poor fellow saw something there. But, of course, 
We did not. There really was nothing there, but the look in his eyes I shall never forget. He allowed his head to fall back upon the pillow and closed his eyes. Gabriel hurried to Dak with a glass of water, but Dak waved him aside. Then, with closed eyes, Diego lay back and began to talk in a low, sing-song voice, as if he were repeating something that had been stamped upon his memory. Southeast of Casanova are Casanova's rocks, a winding way to the end, and there under. Dak looked up at Lucio and, catching his eye, nodded. The chanting voice of Diego continued. Pablo Salas was a thief and stole the chart, and therefore the ghost of Casanova came upon him in his evil hour. Suddenly Diego sat straight up in his cot. His eyes blazed as he looked around us. He's here, he cried. He's here. I feel him near me. He has come for me. Suddenly the light went out of his eyes. His head dropped forward. Dak put his arm about his shoulders and laid the white head upon the pillow and felt his pulse. Then he turned to Lucio and said, Diego has passed on. That night we left Gabriel in charge of the villa and all of us went down to the boat and began to make that our home for the present. There was too much excitement at the villa, said Doc, and Lucio too, thought it best that we go away and take another trip in the handsome vessel that had come into Link's possession as a part of his inheritance. The second mate, whose name was Jerez, was placed in charge of the crew and told to get ready for an early start on the morrow. We had a light supper before retiring and went out to sit on the afterdeck after Dak and Lucio smoked their cigars. Poor Diego, mused Lucio as he puffed his smoke. There was a case of a man frightened to death, Dr. Waters. Dak blew a few bracelets of smoke before he answered. You can call it that if you like, he said, and in a way it's true, but I have grown to believe that even we doctors don't know it all, Lucio. Be careful, said Lucio in a quiet voice. These men on this boat are terribly superstitious. We must not encourage them to believe that it was anything but ordinary illness that killed their fellow workmen, else we might not have a man to run the ship. Dak nodded his head and said, You are right, and I suppose you know where you are going in the morning. Or do you intend just to take a little cruise anywhere? No, said Lucio. I have something in mind. I am going back to the wrecks of Casanova. You remember something that Diego said before he passed away? Do I? asked Doc. Why, yes, 
of winding way to the end, and thereunder. Those were the words that probably struck you too. Exactly, said Lucio. We know of a winding way. We shall follow it, and then see if it is to be our fortune to find the treasure or... Dak Waggers fumbled in his inner coat pocket and drew out his wallet, taking from it a folded paper. He looked at Lucio and said, I found this in Diego's pocket after he died. Can you guess what it is? Lucio turned an inquiring look upon Dak Waggers. You mean, he began, and then as Dak smiled, he leaped to his feet. You've really got the chart? Dak smiled at him. That's what it is, Lucio, he answered. And tomorrow morning, you can run this boat to Casanova's wrecks as early as you please, to the winding way in the end, and thereunder. We've got the key to Casanova's treasure at last. It was long before I fell asleep that night. Link and I and our old friend, tell me, occupied the same stateroom, which was between Dak's room and Uncle Lucio's, and we felt very safe and unafraid. But I could not sleep for thinking of all the things that had happened since we arrived at Casanova, and up to the very night before our departure for Casanova's wrecks, and Link was happy in the thought that he would see his father on the morrow. Thus he fell asleep before me, while I lay wondering how many more exciting things awaited us before we set sail once again for our beloved United States. Yet the Sandman came, and I at last went to sleep, to dream of a cave like that of Alibaba and his forty fifths, with riches scattered all about in piles of diamonds, rubies, and sapphires, in barrels of strange coins and stacks of gold bars that would have paid the ransom of a dozen kings. End of chapter 21